What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking UFC Fight Night Almeida versus Derek Lewis, aka UFC Sao Paulo. We're going to Brazil with it again, even though their fans are assholes. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the card. Comment your bets because I'm about to drop some heat for y'all boys. Tag along. Stay tuned for the picks because I got some bangers head coming up. As always, go. Uh, I'm Paul. Pick a win. I'm conscious. I got the drink in my cup, and I'm joined with. You already know, man. I got that boy. Cap water voices, boy. And Paul, I just noticed that it was like a black box or something. I thought that was like, I thought that was like some codeine, like the longest. I was like, he just flex that he's drinking out of a palm of some coffee syrup right now, medicine. But no, that's fine. Spooky vibes. Happy Halloween. I know it's Friday, but happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed myself. But here's my thing about the Brazilian fans, right? They're like different cultures are different people. In America, there are a lot of different cultures. And there are different cultures within a lot of places. I just believe that Brazil is a very, is a very strict, is a very fuck you ass culture. Like, you know I what think, the issue is, bro? What? They couldn't. They're not allowed to do what I just did. Yeah. They're not right. You get. They be saying you can walk around ten years old. This is what people be saying in the Twitter, on the Twitter streets of Brazil. I'll be talking to I'll be talking to Brazilians in the group chats. They be saying you. They see a twelve year old with a bottle in his hand on the street. No big deal. Keep it moving. Act. Got, got some for me. Like versus. You you get caught with like you know back in the day you get caught with like a seed on you. Your ass is maximum. Maximum time served. Yeah, they definitely get they definitely get key your ass over that shit. But you just need a little, you need a little bit of that that true leaf magic. I just think about it from the point of view that like, my the homies tell me that like people in Brazil are crazy. Like, but like the thing about Brazil, it's a little different. Like, we in America we have school shooters. That doesn't really happen over there in Brazil. But in Brazil, you can get stabbed in the face over two dollars. Brazil kind of reminds me of, they're like, I know they're Portuguese and Spanish, but to me, it's like the, the Spanish Caribbean. Where like someone coming out with like a machete over like some, over a bullshit ass argument and get chopped up, it happens. And you just keep it pushing. I, I actually, so the reason why I know about Brazilians, I've actually known two people like from Brazil type shit. One is from El Salvador and another one is from um, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. El Salvador is a country. No, nah, it's like Salvador. Oh, like, oh it's okay. I was about to say, I know El Salvador is the country over there. I, I know everything. But look, and these niggas is Brazilian for real, right? The boys are talking about like, I, I asked them because I was like, hey, I know about this. There's this MMA fighter. His name's Charles Oliveira. He always talks about how he's from the favelas. They looked at me and said, Are <laughs> you, you talking to me? If I, if, I, if I don't know? Yeah, like the favelas is no joke. Like, you don't go to the favelas for no reason. There are some cities that are like really small. So, like, there'll be like a school and then you're in the favelas. Or, like, you'll be like, Call right Duty here. had a whole map for the favelas, to, like a whole mission in the favelas for you to, like, like, fucking John Jones be partying up there, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's just insane. So, like, the favelas is no joke. So, Brazil's a different country. So, I'm not going to say that like, fans are assholes. I just think they don't take losing well they don't fuck around yeah they definitely don't fuck up and they're used to like i think fighting other brazilians i don't know how like international all the sports are like how often people come to brazil to fight but i feel like a lot of people 
come to Brazil to learn. So it's like real similar. Like they might have that little like entitlement, like, yo, bro, we kind of made this shit. We better, we better than all y'all niggas. And then niggas be get coming over and then fucking ass up and just like, fuck y'all. <laughs> nah, it's kind of like how the whites were with football. And then Randy Moss and boys like that came in and started, no more white corners. We cutting that shit, <laughs> we cutting that shit out. <laughs> but all right, we enough bullshit. Let's talk about this card, Kev. It's a decent card. It's nothing too crazy. It's the reason why it's a fight night in Sao Paulo and not a pay per view in Sao Paulo. No, I mean, I you know me, I actually like the fight nights because no, I, it's I, a good I, card. Like there's, it's no like there's, there's you made it as a pay per view. It's not selling, but like UFC yeah. MMA fans, this is a good little card. This you got the Bonfim Bros. Uh, Chow Barlalo, uh, Elvis Renner, shoot boxing himself, and then Jelton Almeida, Derek Lewis. Who doesn't like big, nasty Derek Lewis? I hate you. I don't know why why I took that the wrong way, but I definitely did. <laughs> but um, now nah, you're not lying. Everybody loved Derek Lewis. But on some real shit, I like this card. If I could fucking pull it up, for some reason, my ESPN that acts like I don't watch U- UFC. Uh, and then also the Pitbull herself, I forgot about Denise Gomez is on the uh she's trying to crack into the top fifteen, taking on Angela Hill and like the prelims. Yeah, you know motherfucking but this is crazy. Why can I not pull this card up? Damn, for real. You might have to might have to let me take over. No, nah, it's crazy. But um Gotta re-download the UFC app and shit. Hold up, Paul. This is the part that you cut out. Hold up. Oh, I paused it. Say less, Paul. Well, man, you mean you know I love me some Angela Hill. I always think it's interesting seeing like her record and stuff like that. Her being like fifteen or thirteen, <laughs> and she's like thirty-eight years old. I'm like, you've had an interesting career. Like she just lost to Mackenzie Dern, and I'm not gonna lie, to you, the girl she's fighting looks like a fucking problem. Denise Gomez is a fucker. We've covered like three of her last fights and all uh, like all KOs. She's a demon, bro. And she has like she's the one that says look like Tank. Like she looks like Javante Davis and that motherfucker. Literally, and she's younger than both of us. Yeah, Angela Hill though, her record's kind of like a woman's body count. You don't ask about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Facts. You don't. You don't ask about it, bro. You know it's there, but you you. You, you, you already buckled up for an Angela Hill fight. So, yeah, I mean, Gomez definitely – I got Gomez definitely winning this fight. But it's a pick him, Straight down the middle, pick him. Really? Angela Hill's a little demon. She's small. Angela Hill big. So, like, the, I think a lot of people have the, the, like, height and size kind of thought. Angela Hill's strong, got the wrestling. But, like, Gomez got the, got the BJJ just because she don't showcase it in her last few fights doesn't mean she can't submit your ass. So, like – I mean, I feel like they damn near headlined their last card. Um, Angela Hill and Mackenzie Dunn. And then the, uh, Denise Gomez, her last fight, I'm pretty sure, was on a main card or was like on, it was further up the uh, line. It was on the Volkanovsky Yair Rodriguez card. And she just came in here. Yeah, it was on the prelims right before Tatsuya Tayara. She KO'd her like a, a mean, nasty 20 second KO. Against Yasmin Jarguri, and it was, that was a 50 50 fight on paper. Yasmin Jarguri's 10 and 1. The one loss is now the Denise Gomez. 
Yeah, Denise Gomez. I got her all the way on this one. I got her to the top. I don't know. I'm on the train, bro. I don't even. I haven't. I don't think she's really champion level, but like, fuck it. I'm buckle up. Let's go. Let's ride this bitch. I mean, 23 is very young. And let's jump around here. There's a couple of good fights, like a uh, Renat Fakradinov taking on uh, Luska Sotskinski Del Santos. Now we're gonna break it down, but like Fakradinov is a legit, like another Russian. Oh, this the dude that um submitted Kevin Lee in like twenty seconds. Oh yeah, I put dust in him. Remember when I was saying like why like Kevin the UFC does not fuck with Kevin Lee. This is his first fight back, and they got him taking on this guy like. Yeah, just like twenty one and one on a three fight win streak. Yeah, and so Dos Santos is a good fighter, but she he's like thirty six, thirty seven, aged fighter. He's not gonna be able to keep up with the pace of Frock Renoff shooting. How many takedowns that he needs to take to get you down? Maybe Dos Santos can crack him because he does have heavy hands, but he's a little slow. He's thirty six years old. I like I just think this is a one sided fight. Yeah, I didn't know I expected it to be one sided, but I definitely got my dog or not. But now we're talking real homie Elvis. I wasn't even gonna talk this fight. I'm just talking it because that boy kept convinced me. I'm letting him uh, know that ahead of time. Elvis Brenner taking on Kanan Krusinski. Not gonna repeat his name. His name is Kanan. Nah, nothing but love to my dog Elvis Brenner. Real shoot box. He's a real shoot box guy like myself. But and- um. I think yeah. I think I think Krusinski's a fill-in fighter because I don't see any odds on this fight. And Krusinski's picture is a black and white photo, so I'm pretty sure he's a fill-in fighter here. So hopefully Brenner can show out. Not nah, for real, and I need him to because like maybe he was a fill-in fighter because he did just fight not so long ago. Bro <laughs> fought. He fought literally on the, on July first, but that fight was so like the way he came back in that fight and came back to get the dub was so crazy that like. You kind of got to respect him in opposition because he doesn't give up. No, I fuck with Brenner. Low-key, bro. They're both Brazilian. They're probably, bro, they probably just happened to be in Sao Paulo today on Saturday. Like, fuck, just throw him on a card, too. No, nah, literally. I... <laughs> like, it just happened to me. Like, oh, fuck, Brenner's coming here to train? Like, you and wait. Now, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Start off with the first Bonfum brother, Ismail Bonfum, taking on Vic from Hell to Shell. Nice little late lightweight matchup. Ismail Bonfum, nineteen and four. He is coming off a loss where he got submitted. Uh, well, he knocked out Terrence McKinney. Everyone's riding the train. Then he got submitted by Benoit Saint Denis in his last fight at UFC France earlier this year. Benoit Saint Denis is a demon though. But Bonfum brother taking his first loss, taking on Vic Pichel, known for his wrestling, old school type of fighter, uh, coming off a decision loss to Marco Madsen. Honestly, Bonfum is a heavy favorite for a reason. But this Bonfum, this is the Bonfum brother that got hold, has holes in his game. He isn't the most polished. I'm not taking him at this crazy money line because Vic Pichel could. Like wrestle him and dominate him for three rounds and get the decision win boring, but Isabel Bonfim got to rewrite his story. He was riding, he was riding to hide the Terrence McKinney KO, and everyone knew he wasn't as good as his brother Gabriel, but he is still gonna write his own legacy. He needs to, he needs to come out in this fight and really stamp it. In my opinion, you know what I mean? Like you're fucking, you're you're coming off a loss to a great fighter, 
but you're supposed to be the Boffin brothers. You got to come out here and show everyone that you're just as good, if not better, than your brother Gabriel. How do you feel about Ismail Bonfim in this fight? I mean, Ismail Bonfim is one of those dudes that, like, I put a lot of hype on him because I, I was screaming how Terrence McKinney was going to fuck him up. And then we seen Terrence McKinney tweeting, like, 10 minutes before his fight to get KO'd in, like, 30 seconds by the vicious knee type shit. So I had I was one of those dudes that gassed the fuck out of um, Ismail Ben Bonfim. And then until then, I got to watch him lose it in France to Saint Benoit Denis that's from France. So like, I don't want to use that as my only use those two instances as my only judgment. So I'm gonna come in pretty unbiased. But just that they're fighting is forty years is forty years old, and he looks like Sean Strickland's like dad that he always talks about. He hates. So I'm just sitting there thinking like, huh. But take that warrior though. He got the wrestling like a motherfucker. Really. Yeah, that's the one thing. I was like, it could be a 15-minute decision win for Pichel. Or let's see Bonfim uses BJJ or uses footwork. Or, like, you got to come out and stamp it. You can't let – you can't make it look ugly. Oh, bro. I'm looking at his, his, his um, stats. That just says takedowns three. I'm like, if you average three takedowns a fight, it's crazy. All He's been in UFC fights. forever, too, bro. It's not just three on, like, three fights. It's three on, like, ten fights. Wow. But, you know, that's a good fight. Let's just move. Uh, we're going with Bonfim, but he has to make a statement. Let's go to the next fight, Kev. Did you want to ch- talk about the Chow Barallo versus Abus Megamedov? Abus Megamedov, the one that lost to Sean Strickland, to then Sean Strickland gets the title fight right after it. Um, not really. Yeah, was, like Chow should win. He's a big favorite. He's going to wrestle him. Let's just really go to the co-main event, to the other Bonfim brother. Gabriel Bonfim taking on Nicholas Dalby. Massive favorite, minus 650, plus 450 for Dalby. This Bonfim brother is the one I see special. Like this, at welterweight, this one, this is the one. Undefeated, 15-0. We, I still don't think we've seen the best of him. Three state first-round submissions. Got the boxing background. He, like, got hands. Can Already shown he can submit you. Uh, like, fucking, he's the one. See, you gotta be careful because there can only be one one. This is where, this is where I feel like the the period and age that we're watching MMA right now is it's a big changing of the guard. A lot of people that were champions forever are kind of like slowly but surely like leaving the leaving the company, leaving losing the championship belt. So like I can see that and then not getting it back. But the thing about it for me is that um. Damn, I should have the wrongest point ever. Is that is gonna jump? Like it's gonna everything's been going crazy recently. So like, oh no, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've had the wrongest point ever. I just can't remember what you just said before that. Oh, uh, like I was gonna say he is the Brazil because I was saying he's the one, but like I think he's gonna be Brazil's next oh. one. Like you know, like okay. America's got Bo Nickel, then he, like Kamzat kind of got the Dutch. Or where I don't know where because like, he has Dutch wrestling, but he but they have like their person. Like every country has like their next one. Shavkat Rachmanov for like the Kazakhstan's. Like I think Brazil's next one after the is gonna be. I think he's Gabriel Bonfim. I think he's like legit, legit. Oh, uh, that's what I was saying. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I was about to say. Um, yeah, I can respect that. 
just be careful because you're saying that now during the age of changing the guard looks a little crazy. Yeah, no, it definitely like also the, when I talk about this heavyweight, he's also the the next one for like fucking Brazil, but Brazil, like yep. Brazil, like every like Bo Nickel's the next American hope. I think the Bonfum, the Bonfum Bros could be the next Brazil great hope. Nah, see, Sean Strickland was America's last hope. But I see what you mean about Bonfim. I got definitely got Bonfim winning this fucking fight. I want, I can't wait to watch him um, perform. And I would love to see him continue to climb the ranks and be that guy at one seventy. And then our final fight, heavyweight's gonna bang it out. Jelton Almeida minus five fifty. A lot of master Brazil favorites here. Taking on Derek Lewis plus three eighty five. Derek Lewis coming off the flying knee in the opening seconds. And I think fucking like back to prime time Derek Lewis. We were doubting him, Kev. He had he was a candidate for worst twenty twenty two. And he was kind of leading the race for like the worst twenty twenty two candidates. Nah, you were on his ass anytime you had a chance to bring him up. And then I was trying to defend him, but like the way he was losing seemed like he didn't even care in the first place. It came back big, twenty twenty three, flying knee, Derek Lewis. Uh, tired of motherfucker. But taking on Jelton Almeida, who is he's been dominating at heavyweight, getting his first I won't say real test, but like his first real crack at like what a top five heavyweight in the UFC looks like. That's crazy, but I respect it. Now, even though it's not the same Derek Lewis from like 2019 and shit, but it's still like someone who's been in the upper echelon and it's the only real bookmark on the resume that you can really look at and be like, how, because that's how I'm grading it. It's like, how is he going to fare to Derek Lewis? Is he going to dominate top control position like he did against Rosenstrike, Porter, Amna Dulov? Like, uh, like not bad, not bad fighters, but definitely not the upper echelon of the UFC heavyweight division. Derek Lewis. I think he's going to be that first real test where we can actually grade him on this win or loss. Like, how does he look? Because it isn't going to be as easy as how, like, last five fights, all first round except for one, which was a second round KO. Like, uh, is he going to no. do that to Derek Lewis? Or is, is Derek Lewis going to, is he still got enough in the gas tank? Because now he, he kind of showed us. He kind of, he was at the pump for a little bit. He put a 20 back on that motherfucker. Got a little bit no, more. Yeah. I respect that completely. I think that's a really great take. Derek Lewis is kind of the standard. He's not the gatekeeper per se, but he's like the standard. Like R&D. I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw that word on him. I I, I try to stay out there. I don't want to call him a gatekeeper. Derek Lewis yeah. is that guy. Yeah, he's he's a guy. He's a guy. He's his own guy. But yeah, this is this was actually a great um. That's a great way to figure it out. We'll see. We'll see what the fuck happens. I think Jelton Almeida is gonna um wash him, get him up out of there. But if this is a close fight, Jelton Almeida isn't like that guy. I feel like he's going to be challenging the Tom Aspinalls and the Sergey Pavlovich. I think he's going to get to, he's going to get to like a Curtis Blades level and then kind of slow down like that type shit. He is getting. He's thirty two. He's been in the fight game for a little bit, nineteen and two. So like he's not the youngest cat either. So like he needs to. If he dominates Derek Lewis, it does. Because John Jones, Sergey, John Jones versus Steve off. Stipe's off the UFC roster. John Jones needs to recover. And now it's Tom Aswell versus Sergey for the interim, or interim belt. If he beats Derek Lewis handily, I think he deserves if maybe a Curtis played matchup to see who fights next type shit. But, like, this is that la- – like, it's not the last step on the ladder, but it could be the second to last step. It could be the right before you're actually at the top of the ladder. 
Hell yeah. I'm taking Jelton Almeida though. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a wash repeat. There, like Derek Lewis, his best chance in this fight is the first like two three minutes. Land something big, change the whole momentum of the fight. You know. Damn, what this dude? Because you see when the last fight, he Derek Lewis never said that he knocked out Brett Teeps, and then the rest of them he knocked them all loose. So like he was an excruciating pain. Yeah, and I mean, it could also be like when he beat um Curtis Blades, where Blades was like thirty seconds away from a decision win, and then bam, Derek Lewis catches his ass with the uppercut. Got his ass. I like Derek Lewis, but we'll see, man. I mean, last time I got to see Derek Lewis happy as fuck off of a win, so it's good. Just let's see, if, let's see if he can do it again. I mean, it'd be nice to see if he could do it again, but I got Jelton up. Yeah, both Ryan, Ryan, heavy on the Brazil card. Like I said, tail the. Tell the Brazilians that we picked in this. Put them in a money line parlay, and you probably we're gonna be on the recap laughing together. Fact, I'm gonna tell my dog Deuce all about this. I might see if I can get his ass to come over and watch some fights with me. But again, appreciate y'all for staying tuned. States, uh, pay attention to the NFL shit. Heating up halfway through the season, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. And also, stay tuned to boxing. It's been a great year. We still got more to wrap up 2023 with. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the UFC Sao Paulo card. We'll catch y'all boys on the recap. This has been another great episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul. Pick and win them. Join with Kevin, the street fight enthusiast of Roy. Y'all didn't know? Now y'all know, motherfucker.